Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. One dribble, lets it fly. He throws it! FNTSY and SportsGrid Network present. Ball in his hands. Game on the line. Buddy, no. Tipped up by Dad! Hit the horn! Hardwood takeaways. It's Lillard. He got the shot off! Welcome in. It's Hardwood Takeaways right here on Sports Grid. I'm your host today, Chris Welsh, with Mr. Scott Bogman. That is right. Bogman and the Welsh here for Hardwood Takeaways on the Sports Grid, the February 11th edition. Bogman, only two plus one, so three total. <laughs> that two plus one, by the way, is three, wow. if you didn't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was, was going to say two <laughs> days after this. But two days plus today, so that would be three of basketball until we have the uh, All-Star break. 
Yeah, yeah, just a couple days away, and then on Thursday there's two only plus three, two, games. two plus one. If you didn't hear, right, so. right. I'll just say a few games, couple, <laughs> couple days, whatever. Uh, instead of doing the math completely incorrectly, uh, but I, I think I feel like I owe everyone an apology. I was in such a terrible mood for yesterday's show. I don't know. Um, it Why was were a day you in a terrible off, mood? So I, I don't know if you saw it, but you should go on Twitter and look it up right now. Look up Bogdanovich's shot against the Rockets to end the game yesterday. Because um, I'm not sure if you saw that or not. I know it was your day off from this show, so you may not have uh, watched highlights or anything yesterday. But I'm watching it right now. Just it's it's incredible. Okay, so here's the inbound. He is wow. I mean, twenty six to end it. 26 feet out, double covered, falling backwards, and absolutely tanks it. Just whoosh, right in there. And uh, P.J. Tucker just hit the ground, just shaking well, his head. P.J. Tucker had knocked down a three uh, with 1.6 seconds left to go wow. to put the Rockets up. And he had been shooting uh, terribly over like the last month. So it kind of was like, that is a potential game-winning shot. It uh, got PJ off the schneid a little bit, and everybody's talking about the small ball lineup that nobody likes, but they beat the Lakers and lose by 36 to the Suns, uh, and, and it looked like they had that game wrapped up, and then, of course, Bogdanovich knocks down that shot. And, um, and, and you know, that coupled with the terrible, horrible call in uh, the Blazers and Jazz game, which I don't like either one of those teams, so uh, you would think I wouldn't have that much emotion into it, but I just, it was unbelievably so bad. That just call. a foul mood. Yeah, it just was not good. So would you uh, say that you either die a hero or you live long enough to become the villain uh, or live long I, enough to see yourself become the villain? Is that what you're trying to say? Yes, that's what I would say. So, but I'm not Joel Embiid. So maybe I shouldn't be saying that. What was but, the, uh, what was the whole deal with the, I mean, like, cause everybody then freaked out about it. Like, I well, mean, this was like, you, you remember Tom Brady before the Super Bowl put the, uh, you know, he had the weird picture that everyone was like, <gasps> what does it mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. What does it mean? Everyone was doing the exact same thing. Um, everybody was doing the exact same thing for this. He posted a picture of himself, uh, you know, giving a shh to the crowd. His hand is in that big, uh, ugly brace that it's been in ever since he uh, broke that finger. And he posted... You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Hashtag the process on Instagram. Yeah, that's and from then, the Dark Knight. Is he become right. now? Is, oh wait, you know that I think that was Harvey Dent. So Two Face yeah. is right. he a Two Faced Harvey Dent? Is that what he's saying? And then uh, Jimmy Butler comes in and says, "I know a place where villains are welcome." Ooh. So and wait, then so, Joel Embiid said to him, "Damn right, my brother." Why? So I, what I'm not understanding is why is he a villain in Philly? He's beloved. He He's beloved, but there's this growing sense that uh, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid cannot coexist mm. together. And uh, it's been an it's been an issue. I think that uh, the people in Philly and I may be getting it flip flop, but I think the, the people in Philly want Embiid there and they want Simmons to go. There's been a couple things where. Like they they lost a game and um, someone said, "Hey Joel, that's uh, that's brutal." And he said, "Well, it ain't on me, you know." And yeah, that I mean kind that's of his personality. Simmons. So I, I always find it interesting when we get into that space of like, you know, 
these guys don't work together. These guys, like, I mean, don't you all just want to win a championship? Isn't the best team comboed together to work? Like, I, I suppose you could look at this Phillies, uh, Phillies, the, the Philly team, not the Philadelphia Phillies, <laughs> the, Philadelphia the 76ers, and you could say if this construction of a team can't win a championship, do they need to blow it up? You know what I mean? Like, you could do right. the same thing about Boston, but at this point, it's like Simmons, Tobias Harris, Joel Embiid, Al Horford. Like, what more can they do that they could look at this team? I mean, it's it's probably championship or bust, but, you know, even if they don't get to the finals, they could see that there's something wrong with it. But I just I right. Know. Well, there's just a lot of turmoil. They can't win a damn road game to save their lives. They're like nine and 20 on the road, something like that. But at home, they're amazing. They're they're really, really good at home. So, um, you know, they went on a four game road trip. They were own four. They come back home. They win their first two games uh, on their home court. And Elton Brand has to do the old, uh, you know, uh, vote of confidence for Brett Brown because there are rumblings that Brett B- Brown might be coaching for his job. And you weren't right joking, now. by the way, nine and 19 road record. The 76ers have that is the exact same road record as the New York Knicks, right? The New York so, Knicks and the 76ers. It's not acceptable. I mean, the Sixers are 24 and two at home. So obviously there's a difference with the Knicks there, but they both, uh, that road, uh, what happens on the road that makes them fall apart? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. So it's uh, it's nuts that all of this has been happening. I'm just looking at uh, their road games. Here are some weird road losses. They lost to the Suns on the road. Uh, they lost on the road to Orlando. Um, let's see. I mean, Toronto's not a big one. They lost to the Knicks on the road. They lost to the Wizards on the road. These are not good teams. Like I'm leaving the good teams out of here. They uh, no, they beat the Pistons. Uh, they lost two games to Orlando on the road. Uh, they lost to the Pacers. Uh, lost to the Rockets. Lost to the Mavs. The Pacers again. Um, Toronto. That's not a surprise. They've lost two road games against the Knicks. This year and one to Atlanta. You want to know January 30th, the 76ers account for 25% of the Knicks home wins. (laughs) They have eight home wins. They have eight. eight They're better on the road. (laughs) They're better on the road. They're 100% better when they get away. I don't know. It's this time of year. Um, I think the, the all-star break coming up, it's, it's a good time. This is a good time for it because there's a lot of, you know, the trade deadline stirred up a whole bunch of stuff from, you know, the Andre Drummonds of the world and whatnot. You, you're, we're in buyout hell right now, you know, where players are. I think Michael Kidd Gilchrist is just getting set to um, to sign a sign contract with the, with the Mavericks. So you just yeah. got, you, know, you still have a lot of this like buyout situation teams kind of getting themselves set for a playoff run. And yeah, I mean, you know, the Darren Collison one was a surprise as well, where Collison, I don't know if you talked about this in the last episode has kind of reversed track on uh, coming out of retirement. Yeah, I, I did because I was I was also mad about that. Like, why even bother? Why even bother going through all of this, uh, you know, this kind of teasing of, of the Lakers and the Clippers when, uh, like, what could have changed your mind? What were you looking for to change your mind to come out of retirement? Well, it's but just, it might have been the inverse, though, Bob. You might be looking at it a different way. He might have thought, like, no, I want to do this. And then when he got back around the game, we saw him in the stands with Genie Bus, and he got back around it. He re realized, like, oh, like I don't need to be involved in the politics, and I don't like I actually don't want to come back. So he might right, have told himself he, he wanted to, though. 
I guess I just I don't see I don't see the logic blocks adding up. That's all like, uh, you know, anytime. And this is what I said on the show yesterday. Anytime you're going to jump back into like an old job or an old relationship, like I feel like you've gone through the scenario a million times in your head and you know you want to come back. So I was just very surprised because it seemed like almost a, you know, it, it was definitely going to happen. He was either going to end up signing with the Lakers or the Clippers. And he said, ah, you know what? Nah, I'm just going to stay retired. It was yeah. just very weird. I'm just, me. and, and that's what I'm getting at is like, it's kind of a little bit of weird time right now where uh, the, the teams are trying to solidify themselves for their playoff run. There's a lot of sitting going on right now. A lot of players that keep showing up on the uh, not play log and the all-star game. Um, it's it's kind of a good recharger for, for these teams. It kind of gets set and, we're going to have some days off. I'm trying to remember how long it goes through. When do they get back to play? Is it they, next? Don't, they don't come back until Thursday of next week. Oh, man. Yeah, so it's going to be just a full week of it. So starting on Friday, small slate on Thursday going through. Um, you know, I think over the next couple of days, things we can do as well as we're just recapping the games is kind of setting the stage for, you know, previewing the all-star game and talking about the standings and what the second half looks like. Probably maybe not an episode, not for this episode, but you know, these next couple ones, we can maybe talk about the standings bogs and maybe you and I will kind of jump back on a couple episodes together. Decent time before we get to all-star break, Uh, hit the standings, kind of hit what the second half looks like. And obviously we'll probably do that into the following week, but you want to talk about the games that went down on Monday. Let's do it. Monday. Let's take a look at the log here in what might have been Boggs. You and I were looking at this before. Is this the <laughs> lowest scoring game of the season? I don't know. I'm trying to find uh, if it is, but right, I don't well, think I'm going to be able to Charlotte so. Hornets and the Detroit Pistons. The Hornets won by scoring 87 points. Yeah. 87, 87 to 76 in Detroit was the, the finisher. And I mean, this is like, 1995 basketball like back in the day we're like oh the Pistons scored 76 all right makes sense pre three-point line uh game here Muggsy out was Muggsy out Alonzo not playing in this one Rodman was getting the mama yeah I mean that's what this feels like here but uh Pistons they lost at home now 19 and 37 on the year Charlotte that was their 17th win of the year Christian Wood who has been all the rage Played 23 minutes in this one, 10 points, 8 rebounds. Thon Maker had a double-double. Played 24 minutes. He was 12-12. and 12. Uh, Brown, double-double, 10-12. and 12. Actually surprising seeing multiple double-doubles in here. Reggie Jackson played 28 minutes. A bleh, uh, 2 for 11 from the field. Only scored 8 points in this one. And then off the bench, you still had no Derrick Rose. Morris had 10 points. Not much else like crazy on the production side. Pistons. Seven threes in this one for twenty percent and shot thirty five percent from the field. So this, I mean, this Pistons team—they are going to drag this down now without Drummond for the rest of the year. I'm going to give you a stat, and I don't know if you're going to actually believe it, but I just okay. read it. This is the Hornets' tenth straight win against the Pistons. No, Can you believe way. that? Really? What would that would that account? That that all of uh, last season. Two, that that's going back. Two straight seasons of four and zero, and in this season they're two and zero. Okay, see that's what I was wondering if this is if this accounted for three seasons or it was like all of last year. And this, this is year the combined. third, so it's two wow. and a half. They got two more games to go, of course, but th- it's weird because the Pistons haven't the Hornets, beat them since 2017. You're saying right, and the Hornets uh, had lost five straight games and 13 of their last 14 coming into this game. You know, the Hornets kind of started 
well early in the season, a lot better than anyone gave them credit for. I remember on our uh, preseason show where we were kind of going over the Vegas win totals, uh, the Hornets had the lowest one. And um, it made sense. And they really kind of reverted to the team we thought they were going to be in uh, the preseason here. And this snapped a five-game win streak. And for whatever reason, the Pistons just can't beat the Hornets. Like when the Rockets lost to the Suns the other night, the Rockets had beat the Suns 13 straight times in a row until they lost by 36. So weird, weird stuff happening on the weird theme is definitely correct for this season. Yeah, it's just like a weird run going on right now. Over on uh, the Hornets side, Devontae Graham had a double-double, 14 points, 11 assists. Cody Zeller had 10 rebounds, but was only 3 for 9 from the field for 6 points. Terry Rozier, 4 for 13, 11.7 rebounds, a couple assists. You know, if you take out Devontae Graham, the entire team had a combined 8 assists without Devontae (laughs) Graham. A combined 8 assists in this one. Um, Off the bench, Malik Monk, 17 points, 3 rebounds, 3 steals, hit a couple threes in this one. They were also under under 30% from uh, the three-point line. They were 9 for 36, under 40% from the field as well. So, I mean, this was this was not like a defensive struggle. This was just like really bad, really, really bad offense. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, a weird game. You know, neither one of these teams shot very well. It was 38% for Charlotte and 35% for Detroit. So just a bad shooting game yeah. overall. Uh, moving through, uh, the Brooklyn Nets beat the Pacers 106-105. Pacers 31-23 on the year. Brooklyn 24-28. and Over on the Pacers side, Demonis Sabonis led the way with 23 points, 10 rebounds, and 11 assists. That's a triple-double, friendos. 38 minutes. He was 11 for 15. He was awesome. TJ Warren, 19 points with a couple steals. Uh, Miles Turner, 15 points, 5 rebounds, and Victor Oladipo got... Uh, 27 minutes in this one with 12 points, four rebounds, three assists, nothing on the three-point range, shot just under 50%, and then just throwing in here with the Nets, double-digit scoring for every single active player but one. Wilson Chandler, who played 15 minutes off the bench, was the only person to not have double-digit points. The starters, Spencer Denwitty, 21 and 11, 11 assists was 13. Game winning shot too. 5.2 seconds left. Knocked down a triple to win it. And he's a madman. 13 to 15. Uh, off the bench, just of note, DeAndre Jordan, 11 points, 19 rebounds in 28 minutes. But Spencer Dinwiddie, I mean, you want to talk about just what a season they've had if we're reflecting and thinking about the All-Star game. It's amazing what he's done kind of filling in as this team has been just riddled with injuries and nonsense. Yeah, he stepped up and they needed somebody. I mean, they're still only the seventh seed and probably not even as good as we thought they were going to be, but uh, they'd be way worse off without him. Did you see the uh, the Pacers uh, were chanting when Lavert got to the line? It actually shook him a little bit. They were chanting, Kyrie hates you. Clap, 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 clap. No, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a pretty funny moment. I mean, I thought it was funny. I don't know that Kar- Karis Lavert would think it's funny. I, I'm going to give you um, another stat here. You know, Oladipo has been on the struggle bus, right? Yeah, it's been a, um, it's been a rough go. He's played in five games so far. I don't know if this is counting tonight, uh, but I don't think it's going to get much better anyway. I want you to take a crack at what his field goal percentage is over the five games. Oh, I would imagine. I mean, 41 percent. No, lower. Oh, OK. So we're getting ridiculous here, like 34 percent. Lower. Oh, 29%? 28.1%. Oh. 
And that's over six games because that is counting this game tonight. So uh, it's just brutal. You know, I mean, he's going to get back and he's going to be okay. Is I mean, it, yeah, I mean, I think so. He was also the worst on the Pacers with a plus minus of minus 11. So uh, just he's not doing it right now for the Pacers, but he'll get back at some point. I, I, I believe that he's just he is struggling. I mean, missing so much time coming back off that injury. Um, yeah. it, he is definitely on the struggle bus and a uh, better uh, ballad singer than a basketball player as of late. <laughs> the inverse of the Detroit and um, uh, the Detroit and Charlotte game was the magic and the Hawks. Oh, uh, one thirty five to one twenty six. That was and both a magic teams shot. Fifty three percent, by the way. Unreal. Twenty three and thirty one for the magic. Hawks fall to fifteen and forty. Still no uh, Clint Capella. In this one, he did not make his debut, but John Collins, 22 points, eight rebounds in 33 minutes. Trey Young, he was uh, 29 points with nine assists, three for 11 from the three point line, but 12 for 13 from the free throw. Rest of the starters are relatively quiet, though off the bench. uh, Deadman, 14 points, nine rebounds in 28 minutes, kind of like coming back to life in his old stomping grounds. We'll see what happens when Capella gets back and Cam Reddish, 11 points couple rebounds in 24 minutes, been uh, looking better as of late. And then on the Magic side, a couple 20-point uh, scores. As a matter of fact, they had four of them. Aaron Gordon, 26 points with nine rebounds. He was 10 for 20 from the field. Vucevic, 24, 9, and 9. He was 10 for 16. Evan Fournier dropped 22. And Terrence Ross, 21 off the bench. So four dudes scoring 20-plus points for the Magic. So I saw that Trey Young was 3 of 11. You said 3 of 11 on the threes, right? Uh, yeah, five of the misses were uh, from 30 feet and beyond. Huh. Like, it, is why, he practicing why you, for the all star game? Don't you? Why, like, why are you taking those shots, man? <laughs> Come on. Don't don't do that stuff anymore. And this was a huge fourth quarter for Orlando because they actually went in to the fourth down a point and wound up winning by or actually down three points, wound up winning by nine. Um, they outscored the Hawks 42 to 30 in the fourth. So the Hawks were on a back to back. So uh, kind of a brutal loss because they had it until the end and just gassed out. So another big offensive game. Uh, the Toronto uh, Raptors hosted the Minnesota Timberwolves and Raptors won 137 to 126. This was D'Angelo Russell's debut, I believe. Played 32 minutes, scored 22 points with five assists. Carl Anthony Towns, 23-10 with seven assists. He was only five for 13 from the field, though. The four of the five starters had multiple three-pointers made, so minimum two from between Beasley, Towns, Hernan Gomez. I mean, all the new acquisitions were in the starting lineup. Culver came off the bench, scored 15 points. He was 5 for 11 from the field for them. Over on the Raptors' side, four of the five starters scored 20-plus points. Pascal Siakam had 34. He led the way, 14 for 21 from the field, hit six threes. Ronda Hollis-Jefferson, 21 points. Anobi, 25 with 12 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals. And Kyle Lowry, 27-7 with 11 assists in 40 minutes. He was 9 for 16 from the field and hit 4 threes. The team hit 17 threes total, over 50%, and 57% from the field. So, uh, I mean, big, big plays out of this game. 15th straight victory for the Raps. 15 Unreal. straight wins. I went over it yesterday. Uh, I looked at the longest winning streak in NBA uh, wiki page. And to get on that page, you got to get to 16. So, uh, you know, th- they're they're right in that realm. But I also saw that this is the uh, the next game is on the road against the uh, Nets on Wednesday night. So 
Uh, we'll see if they can pull that one out. But uh, this is the longest winning streak in Canadian sports, professional sports history. It's longer than any uh, hockey streak or baseball streak or anything else. So uh, congrats to the Raps and, and 40 and 14. And I, you know, the the Bucks are just too good. But uh, they're they're locking in on that two seed pretty hard now. They're two games up on the Celtics and the Raptors' uh, second best road um, record in the NBA, best in the East. The uh, nineteen and seven on the road, best in uh, all of uh, the NBA are the Los Angeles Lakers with a twenty seven and five. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't remember if they're at home. I know they're playing the Suns tonight. Where or last night? That, you're that's in, to this. That's, that's in LA. Yeah. So the uh, best home record or away record in the East, second best in all of basketball, the Raptors, they're on a thing, man. Um, next game up, speaking of the Bucks, you mentioned them. The Bucks they beat the Kings 123-111, to and this was without GA. On the Bucks side, they had a, uh, three guys scoring the 20-point marker. Chris Middleton, he picked up the slack, 28 points, 11 rebounds, 8 assists in 34 minutes. Brooke Lopez dropped 20, and Eric Bledsoe, 28, 8, and 8. He was 10 for 16 from the field. Over on the King side, Harrison Barnes, 23 points in 37 minutes. He was 8 for 13. De'Aaron Fox had a double-double, 17 points, 11 assists with 8 rebounds. By the way, Harrison Barnes hit five threes in this one. Four of the five starters with double-digit threes. Off the bench, Buddy Heald, 15 points with 7 rebounds in 33 minutes in the Buddy Heald on the bench movement, which um, I'm not a big fan of, Bogman. Not the biggest <laughs> fan of that. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. I, you know, I talked to Aaron Bruski over on our In This League Fantasy Basketball podcast about Buddy Hield specifically, and he said Buddy's just getting yelled at all the time by Luke Walton and the other players and all that stuff. It's not endearing him to want to stay in Sacramento. Yeah, wasn't long, there rumors so. during the trade deadline of him potentially going? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that anything was solid, you know, because it's just not very smart for them to trade an asset like him. But yeah. uh, I don't know what they're doing with him. You're absolutely right. And this is another game that was won in the fourth quarter. The Bucks won the fourth quarter by 14 points, wind up winning by 12. So they went into the fourth down two and just uh, took this game away from from the Kings. And this is without their best player. So uh, just not a very good uh, result if you're a Kings fan because they had it up yeah. until the fourth. Uh, last couple games here, the the ones that were finalized as we're recording this, the Jazz beat the Mavericks 123-119. Uh, the Jazz was their 35th win of the year. Mavericks were getting uh, Michael Kidd Gilchrist 32, uh, 32 and 22 on the year. The highlights, Bogdanovich scored 23. Donovan Mitchell scored 23. Rudy Gobert 17 points with 16 rebounds. And Jordan Clarkson 25 off the bench. Uh, Porzingis 28 points hit three threes in this one. And Tim Hardaway Jr., 33 points out of nowhere, 12 for 18 from the field as the uh, Jazz got their 35th win of the year. Any notes on this one? No, I mean, uh, you know, this one is, uh, I'm at least the Jazz won back-to-back games, right? Yeah. I don't have to feel as bad. Me and the Mavericks can go cry together. The Nuggets, they won their 38th of the year over the San Antonio Spurs, 127 to 120. Jokic, 19 points, eight rebounds, 13 assists. Jamal Murray scored 26. Paul Millsap coming off the bench in 19 minutes, scored 22 points with seven rebounds. Might have something there uh, with him going on the second unit. Over on the Spurs side, LaMarcus Aldridge was pretty much everything. 13 of 25, 33 points with five assists, hit four threes in this. Uh, the Spurs 22 and 31 as things are moving along. I turned that game off. Uh, the, the, the Spurs were up by 23 points at one point in this game. 
And they had the a forty-point first quarter. By the way, they were up by ten points coming out of the first quarter. Right, right. And they just, uh, you know, the Nuggets just come storming back in the second half. And uh, you know, they had thirty-six and thirty-eight in the third and fourth quarters, respectively. And that was uh, that was a great comeback for the Nuggets and the poor Spurs on this eight-game road trip during that rodeo or whatever it is in San Antonio. And uh, they only got three games left. They're 0-5 on the trip so far. So not a good road trip for the Spurs at all. A couple games are just finishing up as we're recording this bad boy. Heat, they've got a pretty good lead over the Warriors right now. It's about nine minutes left in the fourth quarter. Of note in this, um, I mean, on the Heat side, Jimmy Butler having a fantastic game. He's got a double-double in this one. Uh, Bam Adebayo, he's always doing his stuff. Jake Crowder off the bench with nine minutes left to scored 19 points. But maybe even more of a note is... Just how good, uh, and I'm not trying to, you know, avoid the really, really good team who's going to have their 35th win of the year, but on Golden State, you know, picking out what is exciting is Andrew Wiggins looks better in this 18 points, but Marquise Chris, who just got that extension, he's a rebound shy, probably as you're seeing this, hit a double-double, 14 points, 9 rebounds in 22 minutes so far, 5 for 9 it just you and I talked about this. This was the Marquise Chris the Suns thought they were getting, and now Golden right. State has them. I mean, Marquise Chris was also like eleven years old when the Suns drafted him, or whatever. I think he was nineteen, uh, coming out of one year in college. So he's really developed. I mean, you know, go go from being waived to resigned to getting an extension. Uh, it's been a roller coaster year for that man, and he is proving himself right now. I see that the uh, Warriors have a guy named Toscano Anderson, oh. and I believe I ordered that from Olive Garden. Oh, no, you get that ago, on Postmates, so. I think, right? That's right. Yeah, the Toscano. Right. There so. you go. And then the Lakers, they've got it pretty handed against the Suns. About seven minutes left. Uh, they're up by, like, I don't know, 17 points, I think, right now. Anthony, uh, Anthony Davis, 22 points in this. LeBron James probably going to end this game with a triple-double, I'm guessing. Nine assists, eight rebounds, and 17 points. Rondo, 23 points off the bench against, which people forget, technically the Phoenix Suns drafted Rajon Rondo because they drafted and then traded his right, so he was technically a Phoenix Sun before a Boston Celtic. And off the Suns, uh, or on the Suns team, Bridges actually leading the way, 18 points in 28 minutes. Booker, only 2 for 10 from the field with the remaining minutes in this game. Ricky Rubio, two for five. I mean, Aiden just was scratched like right before this game too. So, you know, we'll, we'll see if there's going to be anything there, but it, it, that w- that's a little alarming. It, so. Poor shooting. And to see uh, Rondo just kind of take advantage of the whole thing is uh, it, it's just an oddity when those games pop up. Uh, coming up, you've got a decent slate of game, a couple TNT games for people that are paying attention. Clippers and 76ers. Oh, baby, I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> that one's on TNT. Bulls, Wizards, Trailblazers, Pelicans, Spurs, and Thunder. And for the late game, this is all Bogman's world, Celtics and the Rockets. Rockets. Let's go. Got to get a win. Bogman's get a win. all in. Well, uh, we, got, we got you back covered for the rest of the week leading into the All-Star break. Talk about what was the first half standings, what's coming up in the second half, maybe even preview some of the fun stuff that's going on with the All-Star game. We've always said it. The uh, the sport that does the all-star weekend the absolute best is the NBA. They always do it. Uh, they do it solid, Boggs. Uh, for Bogman, I am the Welsh. Make sure you guys are subscribed. You can find us on Twitter at is it the Welsh at Bogman Sports. This is Hardwood Takeaways right here on Sports Grid. We'll talk to you guys again tomorrow.
Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand. It's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products. It's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.